will produce, give input to E and F. And D might even relate to F, and so on. You see, it's not linear. Whoa. It's, it's not linear in its process. Uh, because if you just make a list of all the stuff and put them in an order, you will not get a new church started. That in reality, you have a whole series of things that need to happen. And they're kind of related to each other. And so you'll have a related diagram that looks like this. Now, the reason you cannot just give a standard diagram to say all churches get started this way is because not all churches get started the same way. Sometimes you uh, have a church planter that goes out and does it. Other times it comes out of a mother church. And so therefore there's different ways it happens. But what this does is help you think about each one of the tasks and say, what are the relationships to the other tasks? And so that you can draw a logical diagram that would show the connections of these things to each other. Now, you realize now why we put them on post-it notes. Because when you're doing this on a big piece of paper or on like a whiteboard, you know, one of those clear uh, white that you need to move the post-it notes around a lot. And if you're doing this in a group, you will have good discussions about where these things should go and what's connected to what. And as you do this, you will discover differences in core values as you go about the process of putting this plan together. And so this is putting it in logical sequence. And you draw lines to show the connections. Okay, you tracking with me so far? How many are reasonably with me? Okay, good. It's beautiful. I forget. This is the German audience. American audience have to be much slower. You get it very quick. That's good. I we'll move ahead. Now rearrange the milestones um, in a in a time sequence. And so what you do now is you maintain the logical relationships, but you now have a timeline. So it would be uh, what what would you say? Like ninety five oh six would be June. Is that June? Yeah. June. Good. Okay, now what you would do is have the milestones be here. So you'd have A, B might be done the next month, and C might not be done until September. But now you can start, D would be here, which relates to B, going to E, to F, to C. So you see you're maintaining the logical relationships, but now you're putting it in a time-oriented sequence. And by doing this, you then have a way that shows how it all pulls together when and you, maintains the relationship, but has a calendar that shows a time sequence along the process. So you can actually visualize the plan in a way that shows what you need to be working on now and shows you the relationships between the different ones to the other ones. Then you can do the step five, which is, which is complete the reality checks. Is it a logical sequence? Is the time schedule realistic? Because sometimes you'll see that you have way too many activities to happen in a given month. You can also say, do you have adequate people or personnel to carry this off? Do you have sufficient resources? Because at the bottom of your chart, you could actually develop a budget by saying it's going to cost this many Deutschmarks, and you could actually have a cash flow projection. All done with the post-it note. It's an amazing invention. Do you understand the process? Okay, I'd like to have you get in little groups of threes, if you would, and see if you could identify what are the benefits or the advantages of using this type of planning process for the starting of a new church. And you will get a better plan because you have many counselors.
Yeah, it's very easy to, to reschedule something because all you do is just take a post-it note and move it and then you will see what other things need to change and get rescheduled. So you can redo your plan very quickly. You know, you can also use this as a means of, of delegation. You could write the name of the key person on that. It's a very flexible process, isn't it? It's just, now, how many of you work in management and have computer programs that do this kind of stuff? You can do it in many different levels. Sometimes if you do it in the big group, it's too, too complicated, too difficult. But I would suggest perhaps pulling a few key people that have different gifts and do it in a group of you know, five, six, seven people perhaps around a table. And then you may find like, for instance, to do this one, do F, could actually require a plan of its own. So you could have the team of people that are going to work on doing F put their own little plan together just for the accomplishment of F. That way you can have pieces of the thing be done by different people, but they have more focus and more ownership. So you can do it in, in a variety of ways according to your own situation. Generally speaking, this type of planning process works best when you have three and a, maybe a maximum of seven people involved. If you had more people than that and wanted to involve them in a planning uh, retreat or something like that, then you would probably get them into little groups and have people work on different components of it uh, and then try and put it together. Your second question. You can draw this several different ways. I would suggest that you make sure that you get the, the long-range picture onto one chart. So you have a diagram that, that, that pulls it all together and this is H would represent your first daughter church, for instance, all the way through the multiplication stage. But having done that, you will then also have a series of ones. You might have your chart that looks, you know, something like this, etc. But for each one of these or for, uh, for, or for a section of these, you may need to have a more detailed diagram just to figure out the accomplishment, which would be more the short term goal in relation to the accomplishment of the major milestones along the way. The process is very flexible, so just use it to the best advantage to your situation. And there's no one right way to use this process. That's why it works so well, because uh, it's so flexible. The other thing is for those of you that are visionary, catalytic type leaders, you now know enough to be able to gather some people in a room and, and guide them through a process and you will look like a genius. Even if you couldn't do it yourself, if you get the right people in the room, they will help you do it for you and with you. One of the secrets of leadership is to get the right people around you and help you. It is where you are not strong. Now this plan, if it's done properly, should be so clear that if you were to go away, somebody else could pick up the plan and would know exactly what to do to be able to get this church started and to multiply its first daughter church. And because it's flexible, you keep replanning as you go, which brings up a very important um, assumption that I make about planning. The plan itself is nothing. Planning as a process is everything. 
See, a plan is only a snapshot of what you think it is you're going to be doing at some point in the future. What makes it dynamic is the process of planning where you get a chance to hear from God and to hear from each other and to shape the direction that God wants. And I am far more concerned of having the dynamic of planning functioning than any one plan that gets generated. From, because from a Christian perspective, God is intricately involved in the process. You have a question. Take a part and be a part of this kind of process as long as a few people have some ideas. Yes. Sometimes it depends on your situation, of course. Sometimes, though, it's good to take the big plan and to, to, to move it to a simpler plan that has just major, major points to help people see the process. And that way it's not too complicated that people can see the big picture then you can take one of those areas and show more the short-term plans that you're going to do to show the connection. And so in doing that, you're not only just sharing part of the vision and the plans, but as possible, you're involving people in parts of the planning process so that they have more ownership of what's happening. See, a good leader always has that bifocal vision, distance and close up, and has to be casting vision as well as involving people in the process. And under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, those are the kinds of things you need to always be thinking through.